Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have a wonderful question. Uh, what is heaven like? I preached a message on heaven many years ago. One of the most committed men in our church who loved God, still does today, loves church, loves the word. He came up to me in tears said, Pastor, dude, God spoke to me so much today. That was fantastic. And his name was Al. I said, Al, how much of what I said today was brand new to you? He looked at me and said, nothing. (laughs) And I said, but wasn't what you already knew. Isn't it beautiful? And God just wants us to have heaven, not just a, okay, there's a place called heaven. Like we went to Paris, there's the Eiffel Tower. No, no, no. And it, heaven, yeah. just part of our, our, our consciousness, part of our being, our resting place. So that when we're journeying through the yucky times, heaven is always right there for us. So well, it's I, a huge topic. I can tell you exactly what heaven is going to be like. Heavenly. <laughs> there we go. I was heaven, waiting for some profounder. Yeah, so. heaven's going to be heavenly. That's what it's going to be like. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're going to talk about heaven. What is it like? And, um, and there's a lot of things about heaven that I think people uh, miss. And the Bible does talk about heaven, Um so what we'll do is we're just going to put it all in context and maybe list it a little bit and have some fun with uh, with the topic. He's got he's loaded for bear. He's got all the scriptures lined up. I have some scriptures lined up because I think that the only way that we can really know what the Bible says is if we know what the Bible well, says. Let God, let God tell us about heaven. <laughs> right. He's our heavenly Father. Well, it's His place. That's right. He's who who else can to tell the Father's us? Father's house. Yeah, and those that can tell us what it's like, they were told not to tell us. Not too much. You know, sweet. Maybe the suicide rate among Christians would be up if we knew how awesome it right. was. Right. So John saw heaven, and there were things where God said, they're not ready for this. And then Paul saw heaven. Caught up one to the third heaven. Yep, and God said, mm, no, you don't tell them. Man, that's between us. You keep. You just don't share that yet. You get. They got to wait for this. You've how, seen it. How special up. is that? Then you see the people having the dreams. They write the books and make a lot of yeah, money, and they yeah. talked about stuff in, they saw in heaven that God told who. Paul, who really was there, right. really did see it. And the Holy Spirit said, don't write about it. So you have these people today, they die and they say they go to heaven and they see this. And it, it's inspiring and I've read it. But okay, I, I, I don't go there. Let me tell you, I don't believe that they died, went to heaven, spent 45 minutes and came back. I, I'm kind of with you, John. And I'm, wanna... Well, here's why. Not one of them can tell you what God looks like. Mm-hmm. Not one. All they see is the light. All they see is this yeah. or that. And if God takes you to heaven, but he doesn't show you himself, mm-hmm. come on, God, the glory of God is in heaven. Like all of and you don't come back with the Shekinah glory over you. I got a problem. With I that. found that what I'm what, not calling them liars. I'm just saying, I don't believe I'm them. sure they're sincere. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they're sincere. Yeah. A lot I, of people are sincere, but sincerely wrong. I, I tell them, I say, you know what, what God has already told me about heaven in his eternal word, which I know is for sure right. that has mesmerized me for 50 years. Well, how about this? They go to heaven. 
They're 45 minutes in heaven or an hour in heaven or 20 minutes in heaven or, dude, a glimpse. Come on. A glimpse changed Moses for how long? I mean, like, yeah. it was huge. Just a glimpse of God. And and these guys come back, and they can't tell you any more about heaven than what the Bible already tells us about heaven. I struggle with that. If you are an eyewitness, daggum, give me something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I'm just going to, Johnny are going to hang out on what God told us. That's right. Heaven. That's right. I'm not, listen, I'm not saying all these books are wrong. I'm just saying the Bible's right. Amen. That's what I was trying to say. That's what Half point for that, John. All right, let's get into this. Hey, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then we are going to talk about heaven and what kind of place heaven is and some things that the Bible tells us about heaven. Let's pray, brother. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and love you, Father. Thank you for this day, this time that we have together. Father, I just pray that you would open our eyes, our ears, our heart, our mind, everything about us, Father, so that we see you in all of your glory through your word. Father, we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, so heaven is a real place. It's described in the Bible multiple ways we see heaven. And um, uh, scripture refers to heavens or three heavens. Such a one caught up into the third heaven, yep. Paul said. In 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 9, Paul. this is what Paul has to say about the third heaven, which, which if there's a third heaven, there's got to be a one and two. Yep. So the first heaven is, well, we'll talk about it. Let's look at this here. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 9. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know. Probably Paul, when he was stoned at Iconium, they thought he was dead. They thought they he was dead. outside the city as dead. I'm not a medical doctor, but I can tell when somebody's dead or not. Mm -hmm. They thought he was dead. Yeah. This passage refers to that. Right. And, and they, Paul doesn't even know. Like they beat him, throw him on a pile of, of garbage, and Paul's like, whether in the body or out of the body, I, I do know. not know. But God knows such a one was caught up to the third, third heaven. heaven. So we see that there is a third heaven. And um, uh, verse 4, uh, he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast except in my infirmities or my shortcomings. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me uh, to be or hears from me. And then he goes on in verse two more verses here. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so what we see here is Paul says, I've been to heaven. It seems to be a rather positive experience for him. Oh, real positive. Yep. And he came back with humility. Yes. I was pride. Yeah. And I was going to tell you, he, he didn't write a book about it. And he didn't get paid for telling a story <laughs> about what he saw. God just told him to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to burst I, somebody's bubble. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> I figured I'd go ahead and burst it because if I didn't, I knew you would. So. Well, so we'll go back to these authors that are writing books, right? And and it's interesting that people will read the books of a eyewitness, but they won't read the book of the one who created everything. Yeah, who the one who made who it. made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a guy's uh, version of it, but I'm not gonna read God's version of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Get that, into the Word of God. It's good news. That tells me the guy's version needs to be thrown out. I'll throw it out with you, Johnny. I'm I'm there. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, look, just for the Who's record. Who's been hanging out with who too long? Now? I know, right? Look, just for the record on this podcast, I'll probably never wear this shirt again because I feel like I have to justify the shirt. Yeah. But you see, I have a PETA shirt on. People eating tasty animals. Just for the record. Yay! Boo. <laughs> Because, you know, there's some going, uh, Pastor John doesn't strike me as one that supports PETA because I like steak. <coughs> me too. Right. Bring it on. God has created all things to be received with thanksgiving for those that believe and know the truth. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'll have my steak medium rare, please. <laughs> <laughs> you kill it, we'll grill it. Amen. Dude, I love steak. <laughs> And uh, my chicken, just make sure it's thick enough so that some juice flows and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. All right. At any rate, so uh, let's get back to heaven, which, you know, technically steak good is food, a... Yeah, it's a food, <laughs> we'll tie this together somehow. Right. <laughs> we'll justify it. No, steak is a taste of heaven, let me just say. Oh, my goodness. All right. So uh, if the third... If, if there's a third heaven, one and two exists. Let's tell you what the other two heavens are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first heaven is, of course, the sky. You look the up. Look up into heaven. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you, you look up and you see the clouds and you see the birds and airplanes and anything else in there. That's that's your first heaven. Uh, even Even the sun and the moon and the stars are in your first heaven. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, because we can see it with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. So anything in the sky that you see with your naked eye is your first heaven. It's when you go past that, and now you are in the outer space, if you will, right, where uh, the planets and celestial objects and all that, that is your second heaven. And, and the reason I say that is, is because typically we can't see what the naked eye was in the second heaven. Mm-hmm. I think that takes us to Psalm 48, one and two, I think it is uh, beautiful for situation in the size of North, the city of our great King, that the, 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 the celestial kingdom of heaven is in the Northern sky. And it's interesting. Uh, astronomers have looked into the Northern sky. It's one of the great black holes of, of the universe. Right. So God said, uh, you can't quite see what I got waiting. And, and, and so th- we have a verse that says that, and let's just say, we want to say that the sun, the moon, the stars is in the second heaven. I mean, that's fair. I think we could still do that. You know, I wouldn't take a bullet for it, but I'll sign it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like. I mean, it's like it's a. It's really just a negotiable side of it. Genesis one fourteen through eighteen says this. Then God said, "Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth." And it was so. Then God made two great lights: the greater light to rule the day, the lesser 
light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. Verse 18, and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. When we look at this too, it really debunks evolution. Mm -hmm. Because since the beginning of time, the lights in the firmament have done exactly this. And if it was all by accident, how does it have such purpose? Time and chance? Uh, I think not. I think there's plan and purpose involved in the heavens and on earth. Yes. So yes. we're identifying, you know, kind of the place right. of heaven, uh, the lower heaven, uh, birds and what we see. And then the third heaven is clearly the very presence of God. And then that second heaven is sort of in between. When I read in the book of Job, it says that Job uh, in chapter one was kind of, uh, I can't think of the exact wordage, but Job is kind of marching through having got cast out of the third Satan. heaven. Satan. Not Job. <laughs> in Job chapter one. In Job. Because you're you. like Job and I'm, I'm, dude, my mind is racing through the book. Like I'm racing going. Correct me, John. Where Correct was me, John. Yeah. Correct me, John. I don't yeah. remember Job going up and down the earth. I haven't drank that, all that coffee you brought me this morning. That's the problem. But in Job chapter one, Satan has access to the lower heaven. He's already been cast out of the third heaven, but he still has access where he, the Bible says, is the accuser of the brethren. Yeah, he goes back to God. Yeah, and God in the third heaven, and uh, so he, he's he's there, and so there's a realm of of the spiritual. It seems to me, I tell people, I think it's in the northern sky. Uh, it's a place that when Paul got there, he couldn't even speak about it. He came back and wanted to take everybody he possibly could to that place. Mm -hmm. I do too, even though I've not been there yet. Right. I, I've read enough yeah, isn't about it. Yeah, isn't it amazing, though, how even though you've not seen Jesus, like our eyes have not seen him, yet we believe. Yeah, and I love Like him. not just believe, dude. We've committed our lives Absolutely. I, I love him. And I, heaven is so real to me. It's like I'm already there. Yeah. And yet I, I can't quite picture it because I'll throw this verse in now, 1 Corinthians uh, 2.14. When God's speaking about heaven, and this is actually a requote of an Old Testament verse. I, I don't have that at the top of my, my mind. But it says, eyes have never seen, ears have never heard, neither hath it entered into the heart or the imagination of man, the wonderful things God has prepared for them that love him. God says, you think about heaven, dream. Right. And he says, dream bigger. Uh, you can do better than that. Yeah. And no matter how we dream about this place, God said, it's going to be better than that. So we can only imagine. Yeah. And only imagine. Well, and, and we have some things here. So the third heaven or God's dwelling place, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to look at that and we're going to discuss it. So for example, uh, Jesus promised to prepare a place for true Christians. And I say true because there's a lot of people like I'm going to heaven and you listen, you got no chance of going to heaven the way you are just saying, or with what you believe because well, Jesus identified that, and he said at the close of his Sermon on the Mount, most important sermon he ever preached, said, "I." he said, not everyone who saith unto me, Lord, 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 did we not do this, 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 and this in your name? And with a broken heart and tears, he says, depart from me, ye that what? Work, Work iniquity. Yeah. I never knew you. And that's the thing. And people are like, see, God doesn't know everything. No, what he's saying is, I never knew you to be in the family. Mm -hmm. 
important. And so, therefore, he knows their works, their every thought, their yep. every deed. Yep. Yeah. And he knows more than anything. He knows their. He knows the family. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he says here in John fourteen two. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. All right, let me help you out here. In my father's house are many mansions. That word mansions literally is rooms because we are in the father's house. And if you go back into the manners and customs uh, of the Jews back in this day, what would happen is the, uh, the groom after uh, he was uh, a spouse to the bride, the groom would go to his father's house and add on a room to his father's house. So we're going to have very close proximity to the creator God yeah. who gave so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah, and so we're going to be in the father's house. Your mansion is not set on the hill unless the father's house is on the hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. That's <laughs> not totally biblical, but it's, not. it's a nice song. I like it's song. A nice, <laughs> so I was talking to a lady one time, and, and I was explaining this, that, that in my father, in, that's the key, like in my father's house are many rooms. Uh, and I, I was explaining this, and, and the lady was like, I got a mansion. You can have a little room. I got a mansion. I don't know about everybody else, but I got a mansion. <laughs> like, and then I'm like, okay, so you got a mansion. I like, enjoy. enjoy it. I'd rather be in the father's house. Right? Listen, I would rather get up in the morning and and uh, and know that my father has already prepared the table for me to just walk in and enjoy. You know, like when I'd go visit uh, my mom before she died, and you would wake up and she'd already have breakfast cooking you know, she like everything would already be going, and, and you just get up and you That's go in for you. Yeah, you go in the kitchen, and there's mom, and she's got everything made, and and you're like, oh. She got up early, and made the biscuits, and the Dude, gra- scratch it. gravy, and oh man. Oh, and my mom was Italian, so she she was Italiano, and oh my goodness, Paisano. yeah. I'm, dude, at any rate, okay, I'm, I went back there mentally. Okay. That's what we're talking about, heaven. I, we're talking about heaven. That's good, dude. That's close to heaven. Yeah, and heaven is going to be a real place with real people, yeah. with lots of real love, and you have kind of almost like a heavenly experience on earth, and God said, that's how it's going to be in heaven, only way better. We're in his house. I pulled you out of the ditch, didn't Thank I, Thank you. Yeah, I'll give you a point. <laughs> i give you a point. <laughs> in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And so uh, we know that uh, Jesus promises to prepare a place for us in God's house, which is the third heaven that Paul talks about. Uh, whoever believes in Christ shall never perish. We learn this almost weekly on the podcast, John three sixteen, right? And, um, and then John, you know, not only was Paul privileged to see heaven, but John was privileged as well. And John actually wrote more about way more. Yeah. yeah what he saw, whereas Paul was like, mm, hush. Yeah. John got to write the book of revelation. There's a lot yeah. about heaven in the book of revelation. So if you want, if you really want to know, uh, what John had to say about heaven, uh, like the, like the one clump, if you will go to revelation 21, 10 through 27. And it says, and he carried me away. So John is an eyewitness. 
And he, now he is not God. He is the angel. So when we read in Revelation 21, 10, and he carried me away in the spirit, it's the angel, not God. We're not talking about God yet, right? Because the angel shows up. Angels taking him to God. Yeah, exactly. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God, her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall and 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Guys, we're getting some some specifics. Mm-hmm. Real people real place, real music, real worship. The real deal. Uh, awe, shock and awe. Uh, over, over The human spirit overwhelmed as John gets there. It's like, oh, this is awesome. Right? How am I going to capture this in words? Can you imagine what yeah. he was? Uh, he goes on in 13, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And so we know, like we, we have familiarity with this. Like when we get there, there are going to be some things where we go, I've read about John. I read about. We, we're going to hold up our Bibles and see what we're talking about now. It's going to be amazing. Verse 15, and he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with a reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. And if you, uh, well, 17, then he measured its walls, 140 cubits, according to the measure of a man that is of an angel. That uh, the construction of his walls of jasper and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. And then he goes on and on and on and on and on with it, explaining and how beautiful it is. But this is detail after detail. So we know the city, like we don't know how big heaven will be, but we know how big the city in heaven will be. Yeah, the, the new like fifteen hundred miles square and high and high. Yeah, it's a different dimension. Yep, and uh, from. The text, I would say, it's a pretty neat place. Dude, first off, who who thinks of a wall as high as its length? Yeah, it's that's crazy. I, I think I think John's saying this is a little bit beyond our comprehension. Yeah, I think not me, John. Yeah, John, the gospel is because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's beyond my comprehension. <laughs> it's beyond our comprehension. Yeah, you're gonna love it. You, yeah. Oh my! Oh my! Yeah. Now, and, and to give you an idea, how about this? You know, if we look at if we look at the United States, so the United States is roughly three thousand miles wide, and roughly uh, eighteen hundred miles north to south. Heaven or the New Jerusalem, the city in heaven, is roughly half of the United States. One city. Pretty awesome. And it's going to house all of those that are born again. That's exciting and sad. And let me tell you why. That just tells you how many is not going to be there. Yeah, that's the sad part. That's the only sad part. That's the only sad part. And there will be tears in heaven because God's going to be a time when he wipes them away. And, and we're going to be witnesses. Yeah, I think I think the tears will be 
for those who aren't there and especially maybe even a little bit of guilt if we had opportunity to share the gospel and chose not to because we were fearful. Yes. Uh, That's yeah. That, I think, you know, really I, I actually did a sermon on that where God's going to hold us accountable for the, yeah. for the blood of those that went to hell. Uh, and we didn't share the gospel. The Bible says that their blood is on our hands. It's very clearly in the scriptures on, I think both Isaiah and I know Ezekiel talked Ezekiel. about the, uh, the watchman on the wall. It's uh, I read through the Bible once a month now. And it, let me tell you, the watchman on the wall illustration is given by, I believe three different prophets. It says exactly the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. We, we well, Paul about talks it. about it in the, in the book of acts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, we're, we're called to be uh, witnesses. It's a command to be witnesses. And we witness by living a victorious life, and we witness by being a witness. We right. tell people uh, about our relationship with Christ and their need for a relationship with Christ right. and the consequences for rejecting Christ. Yeah, because let's be honest. What good is, a, is looking like you have a good moral life if you don't attach it to Jesus? I remember I'm every, every one of my uh, immediate family members were really angry at me because I told them I didn't want them to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And they were angry right. at me. But, you know, one by one, they all came to Christ, and they're all going to spend eternity with me. Right. Mom and, my mom and dad are already there. Uh, and then when they came to faith, it's like, oh, thank you for telling us the truth. You know? <laughs> thank you for not giving up. They were mad for a while, but now they're glad for eternity. Right. So this is part of our... The, 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 we have everlasting life. We right. go to a place called heaven, but there's some responsibility to that. He, he comes to live inside of us to take the place, what we are to use us as his lights shining brightly right. in a dark world. And we'll receive some persecution for that. Mm-hmm. But that persecution is our badge of honor. Oh my That's goodness. Our, uh, you know, well, and, and John talks about when we're witnesses here on earth, we will be witnesses of God's glory in heaven. Mm-hmm. And of course, Revelation 21, uh, 11 talks about, uh, that heaven possesses the glory of God. And so dude, you, listen, you, you witness, you witness for him here and then you're a witness of him there. Oh, I love that, Johnny. It is so Point. sweet. I'll take it. One to I'll one. take it. <laughs> That's good. Look, heaven has no night, no sun and no moon. Doesn't need it. Jesus is the light of the world and heaven. 20, Revelation 22, 5, there shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Think there's stadium lights? No shadows. No shadows, <laughs> dude. I'll, right? I'm telling you. How about this? Heaven has 12 gates. We read that in 21, 12. And she had, also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates, 12 angels at the gates and the names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Heaven has 12 foundations. We find that in 2114. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb. So we see the 12 foundations and then uh, the paradise of garden of Eden is restored in heaven and we see in 22, 1 through 2, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And, of course, the tree of life we read about in the Garden of Eden. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and, 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 and I have, I have a theory about that. I ain't touching it. I'll leave it alone. So we see that the paradise of the Garden of Eden is restored in heaven. I'd like to stop there for a moment, um, <laughs> not to go down any I'm not. Trails. I'm not. I'm going to leave it alone. You get a point for that, John. It's to your head now. <laughs> the, the paradise of Eden, you know, when God created the heavens, they're perfect. Mm-hmm. He created the earth. It was perfect. Perfect. And it was beautiful. You know, even just nature, uh, we, we live in a little paradise backyard. We have the part that we've carved out of nature, and we're rimmed by these big, beautiful trees. It's like a little chapel. Right. We eat our meals out there in the summertime. And uh, then we have our garden part where we've, we've developed the grass. We've fed it and rebuilt the soil, and the grass is thick and lush, and there's no weeds. It's a it's a garden and maybe the grass is the most beautiful. And then we have the rock garden and there's full of perennials. There'll be a blast of uh, the early spring of tulips and then a blast of the yellow daffodils. And then later uh, a blast as the irises come in and the yellow and the, and the blues and the purples. And then all summer, a blast here, a blast there of color. And then we have the annuals that are just all summer long and uh, just the, that the, the pots are full of reds and yellows and, and whites. And it's, it's, it's trimmed. Mm-hmm. It's weeded. Of course, in heaven, I don't think the weeds are going to be a, a problem like they are now because <laughs> the, the curse will be lifted. No, no thorns. But no. We, we go out there. And this is, you know, the part of the garden, it, it, it isn't just because, oh, it's pretty. But it, it's beautiful to us because we built it. Mm-hmm. God created, gave us the land, and he owns it, and he created all these plants, we've collected them. We've, we've had friends give us certain flowers, we've bought certain flowers, we've propagated our own flowers, and we've planted them in strategic spots along the hillside. And so it's, it's beautiful, it's watered, and there, there's just a sense of God there. And I, I love sitting out there on a, uh, on a summer morning with my Bible and having my devotions out in the chapel. That's what Joel and I call it. Right. The chapel. Yeah. That's uh, just a sweet spot. We're going to have breakfast in the chapel this morning. And so there's the yeah. Garden of Eden, and, and there was all the natural world all around it. But then there was that garden that was carved out and manicured with flowers. And the nature just left to itself, it has its own beauty. Right. But then you come into the garden, right. and it's on another level. And heaven is going to be cultivated and defined and proper edgings, blasts of color. And I think there's music, I know there's music in heaven, but will it be 24 seven? I don't think. I think think that heaven really is beyond our comprehension. That's what I'm trying to say. You just, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering all over the place, and you sum it up in five words. Listen, we got First Corinthians two Beyond nine comprehension three, three words. So I was on such a roll too. <laughs> yeah, but our, so was the clock. So I had to draw you in. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this place, right? Look, First Corinthians two nine, which is what you were talking about earlier. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. I'm telling you, this is going to be in all the beauty that you just described. And as I was listening to you talking about the flowers and the blast of the blooms, and and you know, what's funny is when when people walk into a garden and all the smell of, of God's creation hits them, it actually releases endorphins. Yeah, it does. It really does. It's the sights that beyond our comprehension from this verse. Yep. 
It's the sounds yep. beyond our comprehension. It's the smells and no doubt the tastes beyond, beyond our comprehension. Think about the the absolute most beautiful thing you ever saw and it will be as dung compared to what God has in heaven mm-hmm. or the best thing that you've ever tasted and it will be like you had COVID and couldn't taste it at all compared to yeah. Yeah. heaven. I mean, it's just, I'm telling you, you can't mess with God's stuff. Look at when, when Jesus turned water into wine and the, the guy said, or the, the overseer of it all, he said, normally they bring out the best wine after everyone's drunk, but this is the best wine, right? It's like, why did you bring out the best now when everyone really can't appreciate it? And heaven will be by far yeah. the best. Yeah. And, and it's because Jesus only makes the best. That's why you bring it out. <laughs> so let me wonder a couple more minutes, another minute in here. This place is overwhelming. Our senses, our sight, our smell, our sound, our taste. But then the best is yet to come when we shall see him. In all of his glory. We God. will see. He won't be the babe right. in the manger. He'll be right. the line of the tribe of Judah. He'll be in awe. Yes. And it will see. we'll look into his right. eyes. We'll look into the eyes of Jesus, and that nail-scarred hand mm-hmm. will reach out, and he'll call us by name and say, Peace be still, and we will meet Jesus. And there will not be words. I hear people. I don't oh, think there will, man. Uh, I'm not I think you try. will fall on your face. It's like Job when the Lord showed up. Job said, "I, I ain't saying nothing. You, you're God." What's that song? Uh, uh, when I when I see you, I'll, uh, I'll fall to when I fall to my knees. Will, will I be able to say anything? Yeah, imagine. Yeah, imagine. imagine. Yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. imagine. And then I think, will so I be able to speak at all? I yeah. can only imagine. Will I dance for you, Jesus? Will I be able to speak at all? So we're there in this place, and it's just like nothing we've ever experienced beyond our comprehension, yep. and we're just overwhelmed, and then we see Jesus. <laughs> and that's going to take a while to get over that. And then we look around, and there's Johnny and the Duke Meister, and you get to meet my dad. Right. You get to meet my mom. You get to meet my pastor. I get to meet yours. I I, I have seen your pastor. Mm-hmm. Shook his hand. Heard him preach. He was awesome, but I didn't really know him. Right. And uh, but heaven says that when we get there, we'll be known as we are known. Yeah, yeah, we'll be recognizable. Hopefully, yeah. I'll get some earlobes when I get to heaven. You know, <laughs> I don't have any now, but maybe, maybe I'll get some. hair. <laughs> <laughs> but our people that we love, yeah, people we do church with. Uh, People, you know, I've, I've been in this for 50 years and, you know, that original crop of people who brought me in and discipled me, they're all in heaven now. They're already there. Yeah. And I'm getting closer as, as the days go by. Everybody's getting closer, but it's becoming. I'm praying so for real. the upper taker rather not than the undertaker. undertaker. And that's right. Hole that's in right. the sky, not yeah. a hole in the ground. Right. And so I think God wants us to be overwhelmed. When you read what he said about it, I think it wants us, wants it to overwhelm us and comfort us and give us a looking forward to it. I have no fear at all of death. I have a respect of how death may come. I've had kidney stones and <laughs> give me a shot of morphine, you know. I've had those moments where I prayed for death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me a shot of morphine and send me to well, heaven. You know, when my mom was on her deathbed, uh, she was in the hospital. The doctors came in. She couldn't speak because she had a trach in. And um, uh, her brain was completely aware of her body had shut off. And the doctor was like, uh, I said, doc, just 
like, tell us, is there any hope? And he said, no. And my mom didn't want to be on a machine. So, you know, obviously we had to uh, unplug the machine. But what I did do was I took the time to tell my mom what heaven was going to be like. Mm. I just took the time to go, hey, ma, listen, and just read the beauty. When I had that talk with my mom, That's I said, sweet. mama, tell Jesus I said hello and I can't wait to be there. Yeah. Right. I'll yeah. see you soon. Um, unbelievable. At any rate, here we go. Uh, so the uh, uh, heaven is beyond what we can describe. Heaven is a place of no mores. Now, not no s'mores, no mores. In other words, there'll be no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow. In the beginning, there are going to be a little bit, but ultimately when it's done, there'll be none. Uh, Revelation 21.4 says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. There'll be no more separation. On the physical side, no more yeah. hospitals. No more locks on the doors, no more um, uh, police stations, no more prisons, uh, no more <laughs> uh, security things going through at the airport. You know, right? Well, we yeah, need no airplanes. TSA. Will we need airplanes? So I'm Will wondering. Will we have motorcycles? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you know what's going there, John. The thousand-year reign. I think we're. I think we're. Yeah, yeah. In the millennium, I think we're going to have motorcycles. That's when he brings us back yeah, to yeah, earth. Yeah, I yeah. just thought I'd throw that. Yeah. Throw Which that means that I can ride that bike to its extreme, and if I don't make it through the twisties, I just brush myself off, get another one, try it again. Yeah. <laughs> I think the father's <laughs> going to have a talk with this kid over here. <laughs> I, uh, I brought you to heaven. I gave you a Harley Davidson. Now just don't uh, be stupid. <laughs> I, um, dude, I love... Anyway, here we go. There, there'll be no more separation. Revelation 26. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. He being us, man. This right? is our destiny. Yeah, blessed and holy is... How about this? Blessed and holy is the person who has part in the first resurrection over such the second death has no power but they shall be priests of god and of christ and shall reign with him a thousand years we who believe in jesus today when we go up in the rapture and that is whether you you die before the rapture or you go up in the rapture it's talking about those who existed on earth that whole gang yes the god gang that when we when when Christ reigns, we will actually reign with him a thousand years. So we'll yeah. be there during the millennial. Yeah. I can't die. So therefore, I can ride. <laughs> Johnny might be stretching the scriptures here, audience, but you already know that. <laughs> I'm not. Listen. <laughs> I set him up. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Now, the truth is I can't die. But I can, God can take away my toys. You've been going to the edge of that all, so we'll see, Johnny. I'll just say this. I don't know. We'll see. I know. You're going to be happy, though. I, no matter what. You'll be happy. Because I'll be reigning with him. Yes. Well, that means we'll be in authority over all those who made it through the tribulation. Those that went in the rapture will be. It's interesting. Men want to rule over men now, but I, I don't care if I'm ruling or not. I, I don't just, care. I just, you know, I, um, I, I, 
my idea of it is I'll have a, a group of there'll be children born right. during the tribulation right, right, during, right, right. during the during uh, the millennial kingdom. Mm-hmm. I want to teach children. I want yes. to teach children's church. Yeah. So here's the best thing about heaven. Let me just tell you, no matter what we do, whether we have uh, uh, motorcycles or we can fly or we can't or we still have electricity, is it going to look like uh, is it going to look like today, the modern era or yeah, technology? Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to go all the way back to zero where uh, Stone Age, Adam and Eve started? I mean, like, I don't know. But here's what I do know about heaven. First, John three two. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he, Jesus, is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Resurrected bodies, like on this incorruptible body. Yes. And uh, it's interesting, that body kind of got into the, the disciples are hiding out for fear soon after the resurrection. And they weren't quite sure if the resurrection was real or not. And then Jesus appears right in the middle of the room, didn't seem to come through the door or the window. And we get that kind of a body. I'm thinking, boy, how much fun can we have playing hide and seek with our grandkids (laughs) in that kind of a body? Amen. I got one more thing. If you get to bring in motorcycles, I get to bring in hippies. No, yes, we no, yes, no, I I get, I no, 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 because motorcycles aren't sinful. <laughs> Hippies are. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but this, these are the organic hippies, okay? <laughs> these are not the chem heads. We're going to be back, Crosby, Stills, and Nash saying, back to the garden. Amen. We're going to be living natural life. Yeah. You're teaching me how to fix things and do technology. I'm going to teach you how to grow vegetables, John. Oh, I'm going to teach you how to make homemade jam. You, <sighs> you're going to be a hippie in eternity. God's going to give you long hair. Dude, you can't, Your granddaughter's no. going to braid Papa's no, you can't long have, hair. That's the other thing. You can't have long hair. Scripture says men can't have long hair. I'm going to talk to the Lord about that, see if I can get a special exemption. No, he won't. I hear you. He'll call you names. <laughs> See, Jesus, if John gets a motorcycle, I get long hair. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> See, motorcycles don't go against scripture. Long oh, hair on men does. Hello, John. <laughs> I win scripturally. Another point, baby. Come on. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, listen, let me tell you this. You know, uh, we will be face to face with. Jesus, the Lamb of God one day, and it'll be in heaven, and it's going to be a glorious day. What a day that will be. It's going to be an amazing time, and there'll be nothing like it, and the glory of God will shine there. And one day, no more pain, no more tears, but joy and rejoicing always, and we will love the appearing of our Savior. Guys, I hope that this has helped you, and if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time... God bless.